You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The building is over 336,000 square feet and is full of over 650 classics for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Check out all the inventory on the website, ClassicAutomall.com. If you have any questions for our host or guest, email us at podcast at ClassicAutomall.com. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. You know, if I have to do all the work now. <laughs> we kind of forget a couple of things when we get rolling in the morning because we're so excited to do our show. This is our 30th show. Well, right? technically, it's not really. 30th week. 30th week. All right. We've done a few reruns from time to time a because, few. you know, we didn't know what we were doing at the beginning. And now we do know what we're doing. And we have a full slate of guests for the month of April. So that's that's Excellent. awesome. Yep. And shout out to our friends at Pat Travers Band. Uh, we say that every week, but that's because they're so gracious to allow us to play their music and uh, and and make it sound cool. Um, wow. We have had a really, really busy week. I was just talking to you a little while ago, Steve. Yeah. 45 I, cars we I, sold last week. I kind of made a joke, like, sell any cars lately? Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, the, the equivalent of a year's worth in a week, I think, is what it was. Uh, March was, we'll see how it all sorts out because we may have a few deals that may or may not go through right. for whatever reason. But we'll, uh, Mark, March is on pace to be our best month we've ever had. Wow. Yeah, number of cars sold, uh, all the metrics that we look at, uh, they, it's, it was a fantastic month. And March and April are historically good months, uh, just because, you know, people are getting ready for the, yeah, the season. Well, we are getting mixed weather here. So <laughs> one day you feel like spring's coming, the yeah. next day you feel like you're still stuck in winter. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and, and the other side of the coin is, but people say, well, do you only sell, you know, we've talked about this before, convertibles in spring and four wheel drives in fall. And no, because you do have, uh, Arizona and Florida and right. California and, and Texas who don't care what it's doing in Pennsylvania. That's right. They uh, they want their convertible in January because it's actually more you know enjoyable to yep. drive. And you certainly don't want to drive a convertible in South Florida in July <laughs> <laughs> because it's hot. We were down in South yeah. Florida a couple three weeks ago and it was hot then. And I can only you can't imagine in July and August what it's like down there. Hot but, and steamy and that rains every morning. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know part of it. Hey, so. Um, so hats off to the staff. I mean, what a great month. And to what you and Ethan are doing uh, with our, our podcast here. You know, we're, we're out there on all the social media sites, and our, our traction is great on there. We may be responsible for the 45 sales, quite <laughs> frankly. I'd love to look at the analytics on that, but yeah. uh, every just about every car we've featured has sold. Oh, I That's feel, the truth. I, this is what I feel coming on, is that somehow this is going to cost me money. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it, is tr- it is picking up. It uh, really is. And, and if we look at what we're doing on TikTok, TikTok and what we're doing on, you oh, know. Oh, we're live. Oh, and we are live on TikTok. Nice. So good morning to all on yep. TikTok. Hello, everybody. Uh, the, the numbers that we're getting off of TikTok are amazing. Yeah. hundred and That one post we've had, 110,000. Yeah, hundred uh, almost 110,000 on that. And then Ethan uh, did some analytics and found that, that videos that were are less than 10 seconds, which apparently is the uh, attention span of most <laughs> yeah, Americans. Right. Uh, so we loaded a couple shorts, including uh, one of the uh, the Backdraft Cobra. Right. Uh, and it's already 75,000. 
thousand this week. Wow! Just, just this week. So uh, uh, the shorter, the better, apparently in in TikTok land. Yeah. So and you know, people say, well, you know, and we've talked about this. Why TikTok? Isn't that for just for kids? Well, it's not just for mm-hmm. kids. TikTok is becoming more and more prevalent and more and more. You know, it's bullet points. That's our whole life is bullet points True. anymore. I mean, that's what people read on our, our car listings, and yep. that's of course we talk about the new listings we've gotten in this week. Uh, a '67 uh, Mercury Cougar Resto Mod. Did you see that one? The oh black my God, one. Yeah, it's thing. black on black. <laughs> Sinister black. We like to call that. Uh, it's got a 460 board 30 over. Uh, it's a resto mod, but it's really cool looking. And it, it's dark. And, and it does it. Yeah, it's dark and dank. <laughs> I mean, it's like mean. Look, it's mean looking. It's like, yeah. Like when the Grand Nationals came out, they said Darth Vader, your car is red. Right. You can have a Grand National in any color you want as long as it's black. Right. This this is a the paint on this is amazing. It, on this Cougar. It really is. It's well done. It uh, comes from one of our good clients, and uh, you don't see many Cougar resto mods. No. You know, you it's, don't. it's an unusual uh, uh, thing to see, and so it really stands out. And it's one of those ones that, you know, creative license and, and all that. Listen, if if we're not used to it by now, you know, I may not agree with resto mods, or I may not agree with hot rods, or, and I'm not saying me personally, I'm right. just saying in general, people may not agree with that, but guess what? That ship has sailed. There's people are, resto mods are the hottest segment of the For market sure. if you watch Barrett Jackson yep. and, and Meekum, and uh, it's just part of the hobby, and you better learn to like it, or otherwise the hobby's going to pass you by. And just as we talked about, you know, older cars, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, all those cars that, that uh, you know, there's a ship market on all these things and you know as we said in a couple of weeks ago on our show the model a is dead well mm. it isn't dead we mm-hmm. still sell model a's but it's a different market and if you don't embrace the japanese domestic market cars the jdm cars that are coming here you don't embrace resto mods then you might find yourself looking for a new career hobby or <laughs> whatever because yep. it is here and mm-hmm. it's here to stay and maybe that's late to the table to say that but it is here to stay and i think that uh, uh it's part of the hobby and and we need to embrace uh the younger generation in the hobby as we'll discuss with our yep. our guest this morning um mike jones from the aaca so we'll we'll get to that in a minute but other cars that we have come in this week or in the past couple of weeks, uh, we got a beautiful 74 914 Porsche, and uh, it's got the certificate of authenticity yep. Porsche. Uh, it's sunflower yellow. It is. Lovely. <laughs> They're cool little cars. I've, and we featured one months ago, and, and I said those are really the up-and-coming Porsche to have in the collection. They are. I mean, uh, you know. They were poo-pooed for a long time <laughs> as Volkswagens. But, Volkswagen. But they are they are Porsches. Well, no different than the 190 SL Mercedes. That's right. I mean, exactly. what drug it up? The 300 SL going for a million five mm-hmm. and you know i'll never forget a buddy of mine restored a 300 sl back in 2001 and took it to bear jackson and brought 214,000, and they thought they had stroked the mm-hmm. biggest hit of, yep. of a lifetime yep. and that's nothing you can't buy you couldn't buy the probably the wheels for it for that and the luggage that comes with it i mean it's just uh, the market has gone crazy in, in some certain things like that mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with Barrett Jackson and Meekum and the auctions and RM and all that. And it has to do with the, uh, the fact that if you want to play in that fifties Mercedes world, you know, you don't have a million five to spend. Well, what's the next best choice? And 190 SL you can get for a hundred to 200. Uh, depending on the condition and, mm-hmm. and how nice it is and all the originality and that kind of thing. So, and that doesn't sound cheap by any stretch, but. It's a lot cheaper than a million five. Yep. You know, and so they're, they're, that's a whole different stratosphere of people. Um, the other sinister car that we got in was the Thunderbird. You see that? Thing? Yeah. That, the 1955 Thunderbird Roadster. It doesn't even have a top. It, it's a build. You yeah. know, it's a custom build. And it really, it kind of reminded me of the Boyd 
Connington stuff. Yeah, you know, it really bit. did did me as well too. Uh, being involved with Boyd back in the day, uh, we saw a lot of cars that were very similar. That's something that it, he would have done. I don't think he ever did a Thunderbird, but uh, but that one's really cool. It doesn't even have a top. I mean, I, I know it's, <laughs> that says you know what? I'm so cool. I don't even have a top, and, and I'm it's not got these have the blue accents everywhere, like yeah. in the gills and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. And the side side exhaust, it's just yeah. Really and it's cool. got a custom frame. It's not even oh. the original frame to it. It's right. air ride suspension, vintage air. Uh, it's either been shortened or, or lengthened. Is it one, one of the one, other? One of the two, yeah, we were talking to <laughs> we were talking to Don about it. Yeah, and uh, I don't you know. I don't remember now. I think it was lengthened. It looks like the the nose is a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe or whatever. It's, a little creative license. It's an awesome car took. though. But you know what? I mean, if if anything, even if that's not your cup of tea, um, you got to appreciate the work that goes Absolutely. into some of these cars, yeah. and and that's what's like the Grand National Roadster Show and the and the Riddler Award and all, and all these uh, high end hot rods, thirty two Fords that are just amazing, and and you know it may not again be your thing, but. It's a significant part of the hobby and a significant uh, 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 achievement of what these guys have been able to do and build. And guys like Chip Foose and, you know, they're, they're I mean, it's golden when they have their name associated with a car. Absolutely. And what I what I said to Don was you, you can't build it for what they're asking for that car. You couldn't build it. No way. I mean, it's just it's like a bargain. Yeah. If you think about the time that went into that car, everything's custom. The trunk, custom embroidery. Yeah. It's, Everything. It's beautiful. Everywhere you look. And it's one of those ones you look at and you go, oh, that's a T-Bird. And right. Then, and then you see more and more. Well, like that seven. Nova that we had, the red one that we had that was here for many, yeah, about six months ago or eight months ago. Everywhere you looked, you found something. The back side of the wheels were polished. You know, I mean, right, really? Right. <laughs> and I know how expensive that is because I had my wheels powder coated mm. on one particular car that I own. That was 1200 bucks for four wheels to yeah. have them powder coated. And the time. And, and, and the time. time invested, and, yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, it wasn't my time. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's exactly. Like, like my wife wants to redo her kitchen and she said, well, we could just paint the cabinet. No, I'm not painting. That's too much work. <laughs> I work enough right, here. Right, hire somebody. To... <laughs> Can't we please hire somebody? Right. Uh, and and then more traditional cars that we have here. We have an Amphicar, car, uh, the Model Seven Seven. Yep, seven knots and seventy miles an hour on the road. And I, as I mentioned, I was watching Meekum, our good friends at uh-huh. Meekum last town. He said, uh-huh. "Hey, we just had the, the CEO of Meekum yeah. on, and there we were watching it last night. Yeah. And uh, one of those Amphicars cars uh, went over a hundred. I, I don't know what the final hammer was. One twenty something. Like that, that seems to be the market on well done ones. Ours is an older restoration, right? And it's not not to the perfect level, nor you know, and nor do we advertise it that way. Right. I mean, listen, there is a place for every condition of type of car. There's the the barn finds of things that people want to restore that that are into that kind of thing. There's the daily driver stuff that that is not perfect, and then you, therefore you don't pay perfect money. And then there's the ones that are just you know a hundred percent perfect to the best of the best, and they're going to bring top dollar. But like you said, more often than not, the guy spent more money on. The restoration, then he's going to be able to sell the car right. for. Unless his name is Boyd Coddington or Chip Foose <laughs> right. or Dave Kinder, you know, any of those right. guys that are, that are doing that kind of thing. So Wayne Carini. Wayne Carini, yeah, right. who's a master restorer and, and got a great show. And, yep. and hopefully we're going to have him on the show. And Wayne, if you're listening, please call me and, <laughs> and Jay Leno too. Come on. I know you're listening. Yep. Just give us a call. We, we're not going to take too much of your time and we can do it remotely. You've got a big TV screen right. we can put you up on. So what, you know what else we got in? What? A 1930 Pierce. Arrow. 
Wow. Yeah, very cool with the molded-in headlights. Oh, beautiful. And it's an older restoration, but it's got extensive history. It's a 385 cubic inch inline eight wow. with a one-barrel carburetor. Or I don't know if it does, but a lot of those cars <laughs> had one-barrel carburetors. you got this big, massive engine, a yeah. V12 or a V16 and a one-barrel. <laughs> yeah, cars have come a long way, but that's a that's a, that's a man, Pierce Arrows are just yeah. iconic. Well, and it's funny because it's one of those cars that looks like an antique car, if you will. So if you saw a Model A and then a week later you saw this and you weren't a car person, you'd say, oh, that's a similar car. But but if you looked at them side by side, the, the length of the Pierce Arrow, it's a bigger car. It's a sturdier car. It's a more – the reason that it brought – you know, it was eighteen hundred dollars when other cars were eight hundred. Right. You know, so, but you know, it was funny. I was looking at a newspaper from nineteen eighty two, and it was I was looking at the prices of things, mm-hmm. not only cars, yeah. which were you know you could buy a new car for sixty eight hundred dollars sure. or something, a, a Plymouth Colt or mm-hmm. something goofy, but the prices of real estate, the prices of everything were just it has gotten you can't afford to be middle class anymore. That's true, <laughs> you got to be rich or poor. It's, I love picking up old newspapers. <laughs> And yeah. I, seeing what the prices were. I actually subscribed to newspapers.com. Oh, really? It's fascinating. It's like 20 bucks a I month. Love that but stuff. you can literally go back and see stuff. I mean, you can, yeah. from the, from like 1850 and wow. on. It's really got so much history. And it's so great to when you're doing research on a car to go back and look. You think, well, a newspaper, you know, you'd rather go look at a car magazine, but they reviewed cars back in the day mm-hmm. and they had ads in the back on pricing. And then you can, you can see, you know, the Cobra for $3,000 right. or the Hemi, oh, yeah. or the Hemi Superbird for $45. Hundred dollars or you know whatever. It's all relative. It seemed like a lot of money back then. Yeah, exactly. So also we got in three wonderful. Uh, uh, our friends from uh, Nashville brought us three wonderful Model Ts and a twelve Overland Model Fifty Nine, which is rare, rare, rare. But what's it worth? We don't know. That's the thing. You know, there's rare and then there's desirable. Just because they only made three of something doesn't mean that it's worth a whole lot of money. Right. You know, the guy will tell me I've got a rare car. Well, what is it? Well, it's an eighty-five Mustang. Painted in chartreuse. <laughs> it's the only one. Yeah, there's only three made. Well, you know why? Because nobody wanted one <laughs> then or now. Right. Uh, no, but I, it, it, rare and desirable. A Graham Hollywood comes to mind. They didn't make a whole lot of those, but they still don't bring a whole lot of money. They're just, you know, they're 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 not in that collectible yeah. state for now. So um, anyway, I've missed about. 20 things I was supposed to talk about yep, in our first segment. Seg- is segment our- four. That's what segment four is for. <laughs> it's, a, it's the cleanup. It's the cleanup. Uh, and when we return, uh, we'll have my dear friend, Mike Jones, former president of the AACA, now a uh, certified master appraiser with AAG and uh, an all-around good guy and car guy and a great uh, cheerleader for Classic Automall. We'll have him on the show live in the studio when we return from Morgantown, Pennsylvania, at Classic Automall podcast. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. 
Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast live from beautiful, sunny downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania. The crowds are starting to come in now. We had a little slower start this morning. It's such a beautiful day. People are wanting to do outside things, I think. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, we're open Saturdays from 9 to noon. Never an admission fee. Uh, we just ask for your email address and your name and phone number and if you have a car for sale. And and that's the only thing that we ask for admission to come in and see almost a 1,000 vehicles. We've got about 300 barn finds and 600 and I think 680 uh, um, consignment cars uh, available for sale. And some of the barn finds are available for sale. My my partner keeps threatening to sell a few more here and there. And, uh, and you know, it's one of those things that when he bought them, he was never, there was never a plan to sell them. But, you know, as time goes on, you think, well, what am, you know, what am I going to do? And do we really need 10 Model Ts? So, but anyway, joining us in the studio this morning is my dear friend, Mike Jones, uh, former AACA president and national director and a life member of the AACA, which if you're not familiar with the Antique Automobile Club of America, you should get familiar with it. If you're into this hobby and you're not a member of that, shame on you. And if you buy a car from Classic Auto Mall, we'll give you a free membership as well, too. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good to have you on. I, this is, I'm, I feel remiss that I didn't have you on one of the first shows, but we wanted to get good at it before we had. You, such, you know, we don't want to waste on a good guest yeah. like you uh, to 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 be fumbling around like we may have done in the first show or two. But anyway, good morning to you. Good morning. We uh, we met, I guess, right when we first started this back in exactly. 2018, and and mm-hmm. we appreciate everything you've done for Classic Auto Mall, um, including uh, helping us secure a wonderful spot at Hershey. Oh yeah, man. Oh man. Oh man. How many, have you have you missed any of the Hershey's? Have you been to just about everyone? Just about everyone, and uh, we've had a couple of situations where we were trying to expand our presence there right. and uh we're up to eight spaces now no so kidding. we're having a good time well it's an amazing event and if you've never been to that event it's people well we hope this year from all over the world uh but it's it's something it's hard to describe isn't it it, it really, really is. is it's uh it's one of those events that uh, put it on your bucket list because it's well worth it and uh and but it's a lot of work I mean, Definitely. And the AAC yep. is made up of a lot of volunteers. I mean, that's what fuels the AAC as much as anything. I mean, I, I can't imagine how many people it takes to put on that event. It, at the Hershey region gets lots of credits. Kudos to them yeah. for doing all the work. And, uh, of course, they have lots of people helping them. Uh, very much like the uh, auto fair, which is run by the Charlotte region, mm-hmm. uh, the Hornet's Nest region in right. Charlotte was. And that's a big show. Big, big, big. It's coming up this weekend. That's right. You know, we were going to go and participate in that show a couple of years ago. And then, of course... They got shut down like everybody else did. And then it kind of slipped off our calendar, but we, we need to put it back on because it's a wonderful event and it's, it's a, you know, it's the perfect audience for what we do and what service we provide, uh, at these events, whether it's Hershey or, or the Hornet's Nest region down there and, uh, and, and all these events. And there's, there's events almost, it seems like every weekend in the ACA, right? I mean, all over the country. They do have, uh, tours and meets Mm -hmm. all over the country. And of course, uh, the, the biggest one, of course, the Grand National which will be coming up uh, very soon in uh, in uh, Virginia. Right. Virginia Beach. Yeah, Virginia Beach, yeah, which so. uh, uh, that will be uh, not far from here. And uh, and that's the big daddy. Now, now that doesn't 
coincide with the Zenith Award, or does it? No. Well, that's it a, does. That's exactly when the Zenith Award will be. I got you. So I we'll got have you. all the Zenith cars there. Sure. Now tell everybody if they don't if they're not familiar what the Zenith Award is. Well, uh, very much, and you mentioned in the earlier uh, segment about the Riddler Award. Right. Of course, that's the very very best uh, amount of our. Uh, hot rod that's been restored in America. And so AACA came up with the idea that we would recognize the very best restored car in America. So the National Awards team, which consists of 23 senior master judges, um, go out every meet and look for cars that are possibly uh, candidates or be nominated for a national right. award, which are seventy over 74 awards right. that are given out every year at the national convention. So what we decided was that if, if we would recognize the best Ford, the best Chevrolet, or the best Oldsmobile, we had to now recognize the best restored vehicle. Right, right. So of all of those nominated, we would find one car. Right. Normally, uh, we'll find probably a dozen cars that will be nominated for a Zenith. Right. And those individuals will bring their vehicles. Last year it was Minnesota. This year it will be uh, Virginia Beach. Right. So we'll get to look at uh, the Zenith team. There's eight of us on the Zenith team. Right. And uh, <clears throat> we'll go out and, and, and then pick the one vehicle, which is the toughest. I bet that's sure. not easy. Not I mean, because they're all perfect, all. right? Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, exactly. well, it's like we talk to Concord judges and they say, you know, <laughs> you're trying to choose between 10 Duesenberg Model Js. Yeah. They're all perfect. Exactly. How do you pick which one is which? And... And, and do it in a, a manner that's that's transparent and fair. Mm-hmm. That that it's not a personal opinion. That oh, I like muscle cars, so I'm going to pick a muscle car, or exactly. I like '30s cars, or whatever. Uh, that's got to be. You got to take that personal out of yeah. it, right? You just got to exactly. look at quality of of the build. The what one was it? Did Calvin High's car win? Was that one that won? Uh, Calvin High's car was nominated. It came in second. Second place. Yeah, oh, wow. In second. <laughs> I bet yeah. you, the, you know, his cars are amazing. If you, if you hadn't all seen of them. all of them, and he's got an amazing yeah. collection and some some stuff that you wouldn't <clears throat> normally see uh, in, in the level of restoration that he does. He had a 40 LaSalle convertible that was here uh, at Classic Automont, and it was over the top. Nicest one I've ever seen. And, Beautiful. But, again, as we talked about, it, it, the problem with that is is that sometimes you, you can spend money on a car that may or may not be worth what you spend on it exactly. when, you, when it comes down to it. We all know it. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have all found out that yeah. the hard way. Or bought a car thinking that, you know, you were going to turn around and make a profit. And I always tell people, and this is this is standard answer to most anybody that's in the classic car business. If you're, somebody asks you about getting into the classic car business, you say, buy what you like. Don't buy it to make a profit. Uh, and that's not what the AACA is about. About. The AACA yeah. is about the love of the hobby. The love of the hobby and the preservation of the history, and that's uh, really what we do best. Yeah, I uh, mean, and the and the new building is unbelievable in Hershey. And we just uh, dedicated that building in October uh, mm-hmm. at the at the Hershey Fall Meet, and uh, it is one of the most incredibly beautiful buildings. And we have now the single largest library in America. Wow. Uh, we just... Uh, Got over a million pieces of literature from the Philadelphia Free Library Automotive. Section. I'd heard about that, and uh, they have a again more volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a staff of three in the library. Uh, Chris Ritter being our uh, head librarian, and uh, all of the rest of the people are volunteers. Right, right. And uh, we have a, a doc a. Um, 
a publication that comes out once a month called The Speedster. Mm-hmm. It just came out this weekend, yeah. and uh, they recognized all the volunteers Fantastic. that work to make AACA the club that it is. Um, they also recognized all the volunteers that worked at the automobile show when we were down sure. there at the Grand Hall and the convention yeah. center. The Philly Auto Columbia. Show. I tell you what, uh, we it was a blessing for us to be involved in that. It has been yeah. for the past five years. We missed a year or two, but uh, it's been a blessing for us as far as you know, just able to to tell everybody what we do and how we do it. And I know it's the same for the AACA. You all got a bunch of new members signed right. up down there. I mean, we that, got a hundred new members wow. this year. And uh, Dave Hutchison and I have been uh, producing that exhibit. In Philadelphia for uh, the Automobile Dealers Association mm-hmm. for over 20 years. I was going to ask you, how yeah. long have you over been involved? 20 in years it? we've been doing that. And this year they gave us, uh, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Grand Hall was 18,000 square feet. And again, all of our members stepped up to the plate. They did. Couldn't wait to bring their cars, couldn't wait to be there to talk to mm-hmm. all of the people that were coming. And the aisles were packed shoulder yeah. to shoulder. Uh, with people interested in asking questions about all the mm-hmm. incredibly beautiful vehicles we had there. Absolutely. Yeah. What a great turnout you guys had. And we took 18 vehicles down from, from our stable of, <laughs> of cars for sale. And, uh, I don't want to give up that hall. They, no. they talk about taking us back to where we were before. And I, I'm going to lay down and let them have to run over me. <laughs> yeah. We want to make sure that Michael Gemp and Kevin Mazzacolo are ask, are listening to yes. this podcast and they know that we want that same spot. We back. want it. We want it. We want it because it was fan. <laughs> First of all, it's a beautiful setting for classic cars. It's the old Reading Terminal uh, part of mm-hmm. the Philly Convention Center, and it lends itself to what we do, much more so than just a big room yeah. full of cars. And and th- there's nothing wrong with that. And listen, we're we're happy to be involved in it wherever we are. Mm-hmm. But we'd sure like to have that space back, guys, and, yeah. you know, nudge, nudge, wink, <laughs> wink, and all that. But, uh, um, you know, and Steve, we were asking – you were asking me a question the other day. What were you, uh, What was the most asked question that we got asked at the Philly Auto Show? Uh, where are the bathrooms <laughs> no, uh, where were they no uh how much is that one yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty much it because yeah, you're not our cars are roped off yeah and they're not technically for sale when they're at the philly auto show no, because they're the, you can't really have cars for sale right. down there you're just displaying the cars that, that's the whole idea behind an auto show if you don't know is to be able to look at a car without being pressured not that people pressure you but maybe there are some unscrupulous dealers out there but to be able to look at it unencumbered and to not be pressured and just to learn about the car, whether it's a brand new Ford or it's a brand new Porsche or it's a, one of our classic cars. And then if you have further interest, then we take that off premise from there. And that's the whole idea behind it. And, and, and that's the, uh, the formula that's always worked for that. So the other question is, well, if they didn't know where Morgantown, where, where's Morgantown? What's Morgantown? I know people that have lived their whole life in, in, in this area. Of course, people say to me towns that are like, yeah. you know, Honeybrook. And I'm like, where is that? They go, well, it's the next town over. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so you've been doing the Philly show for 20 years. You also chair the annual meeting for the, the annual convention in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. <clears throat> Been doing that since 2000. Wow. You know, I tell you what, it's uh it's it's amazing how the time gets away from yeah. you, doesn't it? I mean, you know, that's 22 years you've exactly. been doing that. Now, this year you moved it to Gettysburg? Was well, it? we uh, COVID had a yeah. little problem with uh, some of the uh, mandates that sure. were in place. So we moved it to um, we moved it to uh, Gettysburg, yeah. Pennsylvania, and uh, we've had 
meetings and shows out there before. Great facility right there. Wonderful with uh, good hotels Mm -hmm. and easy access. So we did have a a sort of a toned-down show. We didn't have as big a a trade show. We didn't have as many seminars. Right. Uh, We still had uh, our national awards banquet. We still uh, were able to have uh, some uh, of our um, vendors Mm -hmm. there to uh, display their wares. And, of course, we always have a great cadre, again, of volunteer people who put on seminars. We've had as many as forty seminars at the uh, wow. at the meeting with uh, upwards of uh, thirty vendors in the mm-hmm. trade show. We've been a vendor there for a few years sure. and uh, and been to that event. Now, will it go back to Philly, or do you know? We're, we're, do you know? we're hoping it goes back to Philly. It's a plan. A contract for next year. Sure. And uh, so um, there's a cadre of uh, people in AACA that would like to see it move to a warmer clime. Uh, uh, sure. Our bylaws stipulate that we will meet in Philadelphia, and we've been doing <laughs> that for the past 86 yeah. years. So quit yeah. messing with it. We're staying in Philly, whether or not. And when we come back, we'll, we'll sp- talk more about the AACA. We'll talk about uh, the appraisal business. We'll talk about cars in general uh, from our beautiful, fantastic studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. We'll see in a minute. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from the Classic Auto Mall studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Where's Morgantown? <laughs> Where's Waldo? We don't know where we are. We're here. We're, yeah. we're right here. We, uh, we're talking to Mike Jones, from a uh, life member of the AACA and uh, a wonderful friend to Classic Automall. And I want to publicly say thank you for everything that you've done for us because without you, I don't think Classic Automall would be what it is today. And helping us secure a spot at Hershey and, and helping promote what we do, uh, I just really appreciate it, Mike. And I, I wanted to say thank you for well, that. You're welcome. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we had a big hill to climb when we decided to take on this massive building and fill it full of cars. Um, but uh, it's done really well for us, and and then the podcast is taken to the next level. And we mentioned Steve Moskowitz, who's the uh, executive director and CEO of the uh, AACA, and you were on the search committee that that found him, exactly. or not found him, but uh, I guess determined yeah. that he would be a, a good candidate candidate for, for the yeah. executive director. He's done a fabulous job. Hasn't he, he has turned the club around, yeah. and 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 really, we're we're. We, we paid off our building. Right. Wow. Uh, the new building. Yeah, the new building. Steve was wow. uh, the, the head guy there that did all the primary fundraising and found all the big donors mm-hmm. and made it happen. And that's not easy to do. Oh, no, no. 
Raising oh, no, money no, is very the, difficult. The big ask, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, oh, here comes Steve. Myers. Oh, yeah. 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 I gotta, <laughs> oh, good. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, my, hold my hand. Hold my wallet yeah. because he's going to be asking for money. But yeah. that's part of it. And and he's, you know, he's a no nonsense guy in a lot of respects. I mean, he really he's a taskmaster. You can tell that yep. uh, he puts his nose to the grindstone. I don't think he's he takes no for an answer nor gives up. But exactly. you ask a guy for half a million dollars you know how do you ask somebody for that and you know not have them just slam the door on you or hang up on you um so kudos to him the new facilities wonder what was the total cost of that building was it uh uh, somewhere in the six million six million yeah yeah yeah. it's a beautiful facility if you haven't seen it and some wonderful cars on display in the lobby of it uh, as well as as mike was alluding to is the largest uh, automotive library in the world it is and uh and i imagine that uh just like people thinning the herd of their automobiles, they thin the herd of their collection of books and magazines and, exactly. and, and automobilia type stuff. And I know that there's a lot of big collections and collectors who collect that type of stuff. Exactly. Uh, so I imagine they better get ready for more expansion. That's for sure. <laughs> now, Chris, Chris Ritter has a big job because he takes in all of those donations. And uh, if you had uh, some books in your library that you felt were no longer mm-hmm. of any use to you, you wanted to donate them to AACA, you could do that. And they would make sure that if they didn't have that particular uh, document in their file, mm-hmm. they put it in. And the ones that are extra, they sell at the Hershey auction. Perfect. There's a, a literature sale. Which sure. Uh, generates a ton of money for AACA. Sure. So, and you're helping income. Yeah, and you're helping the AACA either way. Whether they keep it because they don't have that particular um, um, piece of literature, or yeah. uh, if if they do have it, then they sell it and it and it creates revenue. And I mean, that's a cash thing. That you need money to oh. run these things. These things don't just happen. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and yes, you have a lot of volunteers, and that's wonderful. But uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, they're gonna. That doesn't pay the light bill. Exactly. The light bill ain't cheap. And just because you're not for profit doesn't mean that you get not for profit lighting bills. <laughs> so, in addition to uh, your involvement with the AAC, you're also a master judge, a senior master judge. With yes, the I've been enjoying the uh, judging uh, for all of my career with AACA, I have uh, 280 credits now. Wow. Uh, at Hershey, I was honored to receive my 275th judging credit, and they give you a certificate, which I proudly hang on the wall, and uh, I'm certificate number 21, which means there are only 20 other judges that had that in the in the hobby that have had it. And we've had members and uh, even members in Philadelphia region, uh, the Delaware Valley region, Sam High had over 400 wow. judging credits. Wow. A great guy, past president of mm-hmm. ASDA and a right. wonderful car owner. And so uh, it's is. a great community of people and we're very knowledgeable guys. We have judging schools. Sure. We, we have the continuing judging education. Which, which is, is an wonderful. ongoing thing. Oh, right? it's ongoing. You learn, you learn something new every day, right? Every day. And you know. uh, we have judges that, again, volunteer to conduct the right. con- uh, continuing judging education classes. And uh, it's wow. That's just a wonderful community of people. You know, it's it's amazing. I mean, you, you, you don't have enough on your plate. You're also a uh, certified automobile appraiser. Yep. Uh, so that takes you to a few uh, uh, places and cars and it collections you get to see. takes me to places I never thought were possible, <laughs> and I get to see vehicles that I would never have seen in any other uh, element. Uh, Just last week, uh, have you ever heard of a uh, Falcon Knight? 
I've heard of it, but just barely and have never seen one. And it has a six-cylinder valve and sleeve engine right. and, uh, you know, wooden spoke wheels and uh, maybe only three left in existence. <laughs> right. And here's this one running down the road and purring like a kitten. <laughs> so uh, as a certified automobile appraiser, you will go out and, and I know you do it here for clients of ours, where you'll go out and either for insurance purposes or pre-purchase inspections or any of those. What's the most you do? Is it insurance or is well, it a lot of insurance, a lot of estate sales. Oh, sure. Yeah. Someone uh, passes and uh, the widow calls and says, hey, my dad, my husband or dad had this mm-hmm. vehicle and uh, I don't know what to do with it. So right. we, we get it uh, appraised and lots of times we're able to say, well, if you don't know what to do with it, maybe you should bring it to Classic Auto Mall. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we tend to uh, do a a lot of estates here, a lot of thinning yeah. of the herds, uh, that kind of thing. We, the, the reason that we're successful, I think, in, in estate sales is that there's not as much pressure as maybe other form, mm-hmm. formats of selling your car or selling your, right. your, your significant other's car collection. It can be a lot of pressure in, in some instances, and we try to make it as seamless as possible. Uh, we can help them with transportation. We can help them with you know, getting them running, whatever needs to be done. There's a myriad of things that need to happen. I wrote an article for the, as you mentioned, the AAC. A speedster about how to leave your estate and don't leave it just up in the air. Don't exactly. and don't leave them with false pricing either of what a car's worth and that kind of thing. Yeah. Don't say that, you know. I jokingly say the husband grabs the wife and pulls her down to the, his deathbed and says, "Whatever you do, don't sell the Corvette for less than sixty thousand. Yeah, and that's that's you can't do that. It's not fair to your family to do that. And one thing that you have to know is that the husbands usually say, "I hope my wife doesn't sell that car for what are I." Older, I paid for. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I only bought that one for twenty grand, honey. Really? I mean, there might have been another zero in there, right? Well, you know, and it's like anything; values fluctuate. That's why don't don't set your pricing for your estate. 20 years ago and never update it, never change it. Because, again, you're putting false expectations. They want to honor your legacy. Yes. And you're making it very difficult for them to do that. Um, so what's the what's the most valuable car you've ever uh, uh, appraised? A Rolls Royce. Right. Yeah. yeah it did that. Um, and uh, probably uh, the, the, the gentleman that had this vehicle had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on getting it restored. Right. And it was in a condition at the time that I appraised it that it couldn't be sold. Really? So we we were able to uh, have it donated to the Rolls-Royce owners. How fantastic. And, and that's a, the, probably a full write-off or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know what tax bracket you're in, so don't take my yeah. advice for that. Sure. <laughs> but that is an option for people yeah. is to donate the cars. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd like to sell them for them and let them, you know, make their decision on where they want to do with the cash. Uh, but uh, certainly it's a, a, it's a great option uh, for them. And, uh, and so in your, in your career of appraising automobiles, which has been a long career of yeah. doing that, how many, how many cars? 25 years, 30 years. How many cars have you appraised? Well, uh, I have a file that's got to be in the thousands. Right. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, it goes back to, I can tell a story about a woman who called, who called me and said, hey, my dad died and they've got this Cadillac for sale and I want to find out how much it's worth. Right. So I went to her home and went back in into the garage and saw this beautiful 1955 Cadillac convertible. Right. And uh, it was... 
my era, you know, <laughs> the girl that looked like a girl that you dated in high school. <laughs> and so here I am looking at this vehicle, and I told her I thought it was worth around $8,500. Right. And after a little conversation, she told me that uh, she had an offer for ten. Oh. And I said, well, then that's a good deal. You should take that. Sure. She called me Monday morning and said, the fellow that offered me ten doesn't have the money. You can have it for eighty five. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. See, I, see, so, that's the kind of thing that we love. And and had you said, oh, well, that car's only worth five thousand dollars, and you would have done her a disservice, and it right. wouldn't have been fair, and it would have been taking advantage. And you didn't. You you said ten's a fair deal, get it. And then she was kind enough to offer it to you at what your yeah. appraised price mm-hmm. was, um, because you know it's hard. I mean, listen, as good as you are, and as good as all of us are at this business, you don't always know what things are worth. It's no. hard to know pinpoint exactly the price of something that's very very difficult because emotion plays yeah. into this business or hobby if you will um that a guy may pay you know we, we see it on television all the time a guy pays triple what a car's exactly. worth just because he wants it and he wants it more than the guy over there that's bidding against him you, you know, know. <laughs> you've been there at, at auctions when you know you're bidding up against the wall Forget yeah. it. Forget it. You're Somebody's not going to get this car. car. And and I have I have overbid on cars that I knew. I said, all right, look, I'm going to do nothing. Twenty thousand is my limit. And here I'm raising my hand at twenty two or twenty three. You know, yeah. it's like, wait a minute, set your limit. I tell people this, and I I try to preach it, and I don't always practice it, but do as I say, not as I do, as my dad used to say. Um, you know, don't set yourself a limit and stick to it. And mm-hmm. if it goes above that, then by golly. And what's even worse is when you have friends tell you to go buy a car for them at auction and say, don't pay more than 20 and it sells yeah. for 21. And they say, why didn't you buy it? Because you told me to not pay more than 20. Well, I yeah, would have paid 21. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, you see Wayne Carini at, a, at, a, at a, an auction and he has in his mind what he's going to pay. And uh, if it goes above that, he walks away. He walks away. And that's, that's how you have to do it. And yeah. even if it's your dream car, mm-hmm. then either there'll put, always be another one. There'll always be another one and put it at the amount that you'd pay for your dream car, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever that is, you got to stick to it and be careful. Auctions are, they're slippery slopes sometimes. I've, I've been on a car one time and won the bid and realized it wasn't the same car I'd looked at earlier. It yeah. was, a, it was the same year and make and model, but one of them had 4,000 miles and the other had 48,000 miles on it. So mm-hmm. I learned a pretty valuable lesson there is, uh, you know, Keep your keep your hand in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I would imagine you've been to every down down every back road into every barn behind the house. Yep. Thank uh, goodness for GPS. <laughs> yep, I have. I tell and, you uh, what. How would you? You know, in the old days, it would have been tough. Well, you've yeah. done it in the old days, so exactly. it was tougher, right? Yeah, it was. I yeah, mean, no. remember the days we had to pull out the big map and try to figure out your way to get to somewhere, and yeah, uh, yeah not not fun. But uh, especially in this area, because there's so many different neighborhoods and areas. I've been here four and a half years, and I still discover places that I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. You know where Honeybrook is. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> it's the next town over. Yeah, right. but, but it's easy for people to say that. And and the funny thing about Pennsylvania is all the different names of, of boroughs and towns and townships and all that. That's hard to keep up with, exactly. I tell you. But, uh, Mike, it was certainly a delight to have you on the show this morning. And uh, we appreciate your time, and we appreciate everything you've done for the AACA and for Classic Auto Mall. And uh, – we want to continue success, and you and Marcy enjoy that uh, 1913 Buick that you get out and drive from time to time, and yep. uh, bring it down here. We'd like to see it show up here one of these days. We're going to have our Model A at the Model A meet that's going to be here that's in right. June. That's in June, uh, so yep. coming up. So uh, put your Model A hats on, everybody, and when we return, we'll fill in some of the gaps of stuff we missed on our first segment, and we'll be back 
from Morgantown, PA in just a minute. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast live from our studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Our studio. Yep. Is that plural? We're adding a green room, too. You know what a green room is? <laughs> it's a room that, that people hang out in. We, we, that's right. That's what it is. It's well, just a, when the guests get here early, they can hang out and have, some, hang, donuts and have some donuts and coffee. Co- there goes a 72 Corvette in uh, Briar Blue. There it is. In a white convertible Beautiful. Top. Wow. Yeah, I love that car. We uh, thank you to Mike Jones for being on the show this morning. Wonderful guest and a wonderful friend and glad to have him on. Hey, listen, uh, to keep up with what's going on at Classic Auto Mall, uh, go to our newsletter. It's classicautomall.com uh, uh, and sign up for our newsletter. And we all, I only send it out once a month. And it's usually, you know, it's a little letter from me and some a new inventory that's come in and anything that's going on with the podcast and things that are happening up here. And I tend to think it's a fascinating read, so, you know, therefore it should be. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm awfully proud of myself sometimes. But, uh, you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about, you know, how do you how do you secure a car here? You're interested in it and you want to buy a car here. Well, we have a uh, program where you can put a refundable $500 deposit down on a car. And that will hold the car until you can either have it inspected by somebody like Mike Jones or you can come physically look at it yourself or have, you know, whomever look at it or a buddy of yours who's in the area. And, uh, and we do that, and it's fully refundable. If for whatever reason, if you just in person don't like the color, then we're okay with that. Or your wife says, are you out of your mind? <laughs> we have no money. We have no garage space, and we have two kids in college. And you're going to buy a what? That's a 67 right. Mustang? I don't think so. That's the perfect time to buy one. That's the perfect time to buy one. And and the nice thing about it is, is when we graciously let the guy out of the deal, then yeah. he always comes back to us when she finally relents. Or she dies. <laughs> not not wishing any ill on any. Anybody, we'll, but uh, we'll, we'll take care of that. Here's the, here's the other thing, too, that people don't maybe always know is yep. that if we have a deposit on a car, for whatever reason, sometimes a guy may not, you know, a lot of people finance classic cars nowadays through JJ Best, through uh, Woodside Credit, through Ecom Financial, and they may not qualify. Mm-hmm. They may be a little overextended or they may be something. So, um, so if if you're interested in a car and you call up about it and we tell you we have a deposit on it, we take backup deposits as well too. So you look if I'm I'm interested in that car, I know you have a deposit on it. If something doesn't you know falls through on it or the guy changes his mind or whatever happens, put a backup deposit mm-hmm. on it because we've had many of that ha- times that's happened. We had Fall-through. a guy the other day mm-hmm. that a deal fell through and a guy had put a backup on it. And he was next in line. 
we called him. He was thrilled to have it. He'd seen the car in person already, and he knew what it was he was getting. And uh, it's funny some of the some of the I write down the reasons why a deal you know somebody backs out of a deal, well, and be, a lot of times that, that sounds like a book, a future could be, book. Yeah, could be a book, and there's some interesting reasons. I'm sure uh, we had one. <coughs> excuse me, a late model something. And the guy said, I'm not buying it because my mechanic said that parts are too expensive for that particular car, which, you know, I, I, I can understand that. But listen, if you're buying a late model BMW or Mercedes or Porsche or something, parts are expensive. You know? I, I heard a story recently yes. that somebody was buying a car just for the, a new house in, in Florida. That's and right. the house <laughs> fell through, so, so they backed out of the car. They were buying a car that you wouldn't be caught dead driving around Philadelphia, but you right. would drive in perfect Florida. Florida but car. It's a perfect Florida car. <laughs> and they were buying their house their dream house to retire to and this was going to be their dream car to retire with and the house deal fell through now when <laughs> how do you fix you can't you can't make that stuff up a I, and you. b you can't overcome that so and listen we're we are again we we graciously allow people that if, if for whatever reason you can't buy the car something changes in your life something happens listen we're we're cool with it you know right. do we like refunding money no of course not we like to put all the deals to bed and, and all right. that good stuff but but it happens so uh if it, but again put that backup deposit down mm-hmm. and, how many backup deposits do you i mean more probably about eight or nine at any given time. Is that right? Yeah, we've wow. got about eight or nine on the books at any given for time. For hot cars, somebody and, really and sometimes it's two or three wow. on a particular car, and and you know you'll know it almost immediately. The funny thing about this business is, is that we get cars in that we all we feel that you know that's not going to last long. But also, we get cars that we've maybe had here for mm-hmm. a year or mm-hmm. a year and a half, no activity on. And we get a call, and a guy puts a deposit on in the morning. And by the afternoon, we've had three more calls on the same car. Weird how that works. And we haven't had any. Where were these people? All right. It's just like, you know, where where were they? Well, we don't know where they were, but they're here today, and that's all that mattered. So um, our friends at the Cobra Experience, uh, org. don't forget that you get 25% more tickets uh, to win the 67 Shelby GT500 there. Go to CobraExperience.org, type in CAM11 as the code, and you'll get 25% more tickets. And that's coming up. We're going to have to have her on again, uh, 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 the girl from uh, – yep. Martinez, California. I'm drawing Emily. Emily, Emily. thank you, Ethan, (laughs) the young one with the memory. (laughs) I know there's a reason we keep you around. He's got room in there. (laughs) He's got extra extra room in there. So (laughs) that's awesome. But uh, thank you, Ethan. Uh, Yeah, CobraExperience.org and uh, and and get registered to win that car because it's really cool and a beautiful car and. so I lost my sheet here, Steve. What'd you what lose on the floor? Oh, yeah. your your sales my sheets. sales for the week. So I lied to you. So we only sold thirty six cars oh. last week. And where might you ask? Did we sell those? Cars? Where did you? Where did they? Sell, where did they sell to? We need <laughs> a little intro music for that. Mainville, Ohio, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Glen Burnie, Maryland, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, Hatboro, Pennsylvania, Yardley, Pennsylvania, Houston, Texas. Azzy, Texas, Denver, Pennsylvania, Yukon, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Exonia, Wisconsin, Indianapolis, Indiana, Sewell, New Jersey, Bryan, Ohio, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Oxnard, California, Statsburg, New York, Stat, uh, Joshua Tree, California, cool place, okay. Bear, Delaware, Arlington, Virginia, Reading, Pennsylvania, Arnold, California, Jacksonville, Florida, Leesport, Pennsylvania, Orville, Ohio, Huntsville, Alabama, Richboro, Pennsylvania, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Northridge, California, Baltimore, Maryland, Hawkinson, Delaware, Wesley Chapel, Florida, Reading, Pennsylvania, Aston, Pennsylvania, Lusby, Maryland. Wow. 
Man, I got a head brush. Joshua there. Tree. Yeah, that is a, that is an interesting <laughs> desert. Somebody in the desert. This ball. is getting hard. What if we get up yep. to a hundred? We sell. Well, we, I, guys, don't team. don't sell a hundred in a week because I can't get through the list. <laughs> right. You know, and it's just not going to work. For we'll me, tag so. team it. We'll go back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> that might be fun. Be really annoying. Yeah, we should try that. That would be fun. <laughs> Maybe or not. Um, so wait a minute. We forgot our four on the floor. Four on the floor. New four on the a floor. A new four mm-hmm. on the floor. We had a winner. Okay. For last week's, I think. Am I speaking out of turn or am I speaking too soon or I don't remember now? Where is that? So one? many papers. So many papers, so little time. So our four on the floor is we give you four clues, and this is about a particular stock number, your make and model car that's in our inventory. And if you think you have the right answer for that, email us at podcast at classicautomodel.com. And I'm going to read you these four clues, and you have to tell us what car it is. So it's not just a generic. It's not a Corvette. It's a stock number 3001-1967 Chevrolet Corvette. And it's right? in the first five pages of the inventory. Oh, so, you know, narrowed it down. We made it a little bit go. easier so you don't have to search the – well, you should search the whole inventory because it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun. There's a lot of cars. These, all these – the next couple of weeks, is all, all in the first five pages of the inventory. All right. So with that said, clue number one, manufacturer name is on the trunk or deck lid. Mm-hmm. Clue number two, make name is on the rear fenders and front fenders. Uh, clue number three, Jack Lord's character in, a, in Hawaii Five O drove a 1968 four-door model of this car. There you oh, go. That's a, that's a pretty good one. And shares its name with a hotel in New York City. There's a lot of hotels there. A lot of hotels there. So I don't think it's the uh, Red Roof Inn, right? <laughs> is there a Red Roof Inn car? There is not. So. so the four clues, manufacturer's name is on the trunk or deck lid. Make name is on the rear fenders and front fenders. Jack Lord's character in Hawaii Five O drove a 1968 four-door model of this car. And shares its name with a hotel in New York City. If you know the answer, podcast at classicautomall.com. And we'll reveal it next week, right? Or the That's following right. week. Well, we'll reveal it on, on 416. 416, which is next week. Which is next week. So, man. As the same. I've got to get back to live. <laughs> I'll never be able to keep up with all this. So, um, so yeah, we sold a bunch of cars. We had, as we said in the beginning of the show, our best march we've ever had. It was just phenomenal. And I can't say enough for the, the crew and the staff, uh, uh, the behind-the-scenes girls, uh, all the car specialists, uh, everybody up in the front of the house, the, the, all the guys in the back of the house moving cars around, you guys promoting what we do on all of our social media sites. My daughter Madison is helping us with Absolutely. that uh, as well, too. We're trying to drag some more of the family in here. We got Garrett, uh, <laughs> our son here, uh, helping us uh, on, a, on a regular basis, and um, he wants to learn everything there is to know about the business, and thank God he does, because I need to teach somebody how to do it, so maybe I could take a right. day off or two. Um, listen <laughs> to me. I'm complaining again, aren't I? Goodness It's gracious. a good problem to have. <laughs> it is a good Needing problem. Needing people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're looking for a job. Well, hey, you know, I've, I've been fingerprinted, so. Yeah. <laughs> the FBI is investigating me right now, and once that clears, if it clears, the witness protection program is now open to you, Steve, and that's what we have here. Somebody says they don't. They wonder how I got here from Tennessee and right. Missouri and California and Miami and everywhere else I lived, and it's, the witness protection program was the last place I had never been. So, well, people should know that that the uh, car specialists here go through a process of a background check. Absolutely, so, you uh, got you you can you cannot c- commit a crime of moral turpitude. You can't be a felon. You can't be a bad. You know you can't. 
moral turpitude. What does that mean? That's not. A, I don't think that means like a DUI. I think you could. We could probably pass on slide on that one. You know, if it was in college and it was a long time ago and all that. But uh, crimes of moral turp- turpitude, I think, are fraud <laughs> against people right. or things like of that nature. And that's what it requires to be a car specialist at Classic Auto Mall. Not coming. Where I'm not trying to scare people away or no. anything. But uh, you know, if you are if you're a bad guy, don't don't apply. Yeah, we're all good, <laughs> we don't want you. good people here. Yeah, you know, we want good people. We want people that we like to hang out with. And if 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 you qualify that we'd like to have a beer with you, then then that 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 helps. That uh, you know you're part of the team. So excellent. Uh, but anyway, if you're if you're looking for a a, a new career and uh, you love old cars, you don't really have to. We don't hire salespeople. We hire right. car specialists. We are people that love and have a passion for old cars. We'll teach you the selling part. That's mm-hmm. easy. That's that's the easiest part of this. This these cars pretty much sell themselves. If a guy wants it, he wants it. If he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it. You're not going to talk him into it. You know, he, he comes here to look at a Camaro, and you're not going to talk him into a Mustang. Exactly. You know, that's just not how it works. And uh, so, anyway, if you know anybody, or uh, and if you also if you know anybody that would be a good guest on the show, mm-hmm. uh, send us an email at podcast at classicautomall.com or info at classicautomall.com or sales at classicautomall or. I don't know. We've got a hundred different website or uh, emails that you can you can get us by. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget too. Did you see the new news about the uh, for, new Formula One race? And, Again, I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I rely on you for my Formula One news. <laughs> well, I need you to start getting better. See, Ethan saw it. Ethan, see that brain capacity. It's right. amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? um, so they just announced a night race in Vegas. I, I did see that. <laughs> that I did see. Oh, now you saw it because yeah. it's Vegas. Yeah, it's Vegas, baby. So That's, it's a night race. You know, it's not the first time they had a Formula One race in Vegas. That's right. Caesar Palace. That's right. Uh, had one back in the eighties. I was there. Yeah, no kidding. Yep, I was I'll there. Be darned. Yep. Well, I was, the Can- I was at the Can Am race uh, the day before. The, the day before yep. the Can Am cars were so cool. Yep, but Formula One's—that's their third race that they're going to have in the United States. Which you know they went from none. <laughs> Uh, right. Before the Circuit of the Americas down in Austin started having Formula One races again after Indianapolis had done them for a few years. And then they just announced Miami. So Miami is uh, May the 8th coming up here in the next couple of months. And uh, the one at Circuit of the Americas, CODA, as those of us who are in the know call it, uh, is October the 23rd. And then uh, uh, the Vegas race is November of 2023. So we've got a little over a year and a half or so to uh, 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 go to that or yep. to get tickets and all that. I think Coda's sold out. I think when wow. I went online and good, saw that uh, they were sold out. That's so, awesome. So good for them. So we got some upcoming shows here. Uh, our indoor swap meet is coming up. Actually, this coming weekend. Uh, or <laughs> no, let's see. The indoor swap meet is will be next Sunday, and yet we will air this next Saturday. So it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> If it's the 10th. It's the 10th. 10th. Yeah, Yeah. that's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. So, (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, That's put on by Paul Linkmeyer. Uh, We're just the the facility. We're the the conduit for it. He's the one who does all the heavy lifting work. Oh, good. That'll be fun. uh, Yeah, and Paul can be reached. Uh, You can can call here at at Classic Auto Mall if you need to get his number, 610-901-3804, or send us an email at info at classicautomall.com, and we can give you his contact Mm -hmm. info. And uh, it's 8 to 4 on Sunday, the 10th. Uh, Rain or shine. Uh, also, the Porsche Club uh, and Car Show is going to be here April the 16th, and we're going to have Jeff Walton, the president of the 
Reason Toter Reason Toter Porsche Club. I've got to learn that if I'm a member of it. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, the AMC Club here uh, April the 30th, and then May has a whole bunch of events. Nice. And uh, Carlisle Spring is coming up, an event that we'll be uh, at, not hosting, but we'll be there uh, with two different booth areas in mm-hmm. the flea market area, and then also uh, we have a, a presence at the auction. We sponsor the uh, uh, the staging lane okay. at the auction there, nice. and we have a nice little setup there. And that, that auction is run for the Miller family by Tony Klein, who does an amazing job. And they have 8,100 vendor spaces at Carlisle. <laughs> crazy. April 20th through the 24th. And then, uh, um, and then next week we'll talk about some other things, uh, including uh, having our guest, we hope, uh, Wade Kawasaki mm-hmm. uh, will be on, who took uh, – uh, uh, was the one who took over Legend or Coker Tire and folded it into another company, Legendary uh, Motors, that uh, has Coker Tire and a bunch of other companies. And Wade hosts uh, some features on Meekum. You see him on from time to yep. time, or maybe all the time anymore. And uh, really interesting guy. And uh, uh, he's the past chairman of SEMA. And then April the thirtieth, our show. I think it's April the thirtieth. Is Steve Mignate, the uh, right. one of the uh, commentators on Barrett Jackson. He's got a lot going on outside of Barrett Jackson. Wait till you hear. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a technical writer, and he's a, an amazing guy. And, and a wealth of knowledge yep. uh, about the classic car business. Anyway, thank you to all for listening uh, this fine, beautiful Saturday morning. And uh, we hope we didn't bore you too much. And we'll see you again next Saturday at 9 a.m. from the Classic Auto Mall podcast here in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. See you. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays were open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.